You're on. All right. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Cray, from Cray AT Consulting Firm, a consulting firm that specializes in business, wellness, and investment. And tonight, I am so excited and proud to feature a friend of mine who has been through a few things, who has full knowledge of what our topic is tonight. And I am just so blessed to offer to you one of the most important people in my life as a sister, as a friend, and one of my major supporters, and vice versa, of course, Kamei Dunn. I am so excited to have you here tonight. And this is kind of into, right? We're doing this visually as well. So this is new for me. What's up, Kamei? How are you? I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love you so much. I love, I love I love the platform that you continue to give other women um, around the country. It's, it's just amazing to watch you. So I love oh. you. Mwah, mwah. Thank you. I appreciate you. Mwah. Well, guys, before we dig into tonight's topic, I want to give you uh, a little soundbite about some of the research that I've done about hate. Since June 1st, 2021, 1900 hate crimes in the U.S. have been reported. Whether they have been prosecuted or researched, they have actually been reported to local law enforcement as of today, as of the ninth, 1900, okay? Uh, interracial dating has been a new topic that people are addressing, but out of those cases, 18 have been interracial marriages or relationships. According to Stanford law, as of late, in June of 2021, Asian hate has increased by 12%. This is beyond the study that was done just recently that you've probably heard in the US based on Asian descent or Asian descendants reporting that there was a hate crime against them. And again, of course we know racially motivated hate crimes have been one of the main reasons why most of us have been made aware and looked at uh, to find knowledge about what is going on in the world. So we've got a lot to uncover. There's a big, big, big campaign going on about not hating. And tonight, that is our topic. We're going to address no hate and why it's necessary for us to have these types of conversations. On top of the fact that we are allowed to sit at the table nowadays with one another and find it necessary to do so, there are some real stringent topics that a lot of us are not willing to address. But before we get into that, that is tonight's topic, I do want to fill you in on why I've decided to interview and chit chat with one of my dear friends, Miss Kamei Dunn. She's a Mrs. now. <laughs> so Miss Kamei is actually the president's volunteer service award recipient for um, volunteerism. She was actually given this award by Barack Obama. Not only that, but I was a humanitarian award offeree to, to Kamei based on the workplace bullying community advocacy that she has done. And she was a humanitarian award recipient from right now today. Uh, she has be, been given an award of excellence for outstanding community service. 
And she's also been given the Spirit Award for promoting friendship and sportsmanship. She is a lifetime uh, award recipient or a lifetime title holder in the plus size pageantry arena. And she is also a member of the President and Dean's List Award for, a, for academic excellence. I had to read off all that stuff. She <laughs> is so much more than that. I just want to make it clear that she is the person that I decided to chit chat with about this because she has shared with me in our personal conversation some things that she has had to endure. And I think she's a wonderful example, knowing that she is an advocate of our communities, to have the conversation, open up that really tight can and crack into it. So tonight, Miss Kamei Dunn is going to be the person that we're going to chit chat with regarding hate. Now we're actually going to be talking about something specific. And when I talk about hate, sure, I gave you lots of different statistics, but I really want to hone in on one. And that has to do with interracial dating in the US and interracial marriage between blacks and whites. Kamei, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and tell me a little bit more about what you've decided to do uh, based on this topic? Well, Margaret, I wanna share that um, I, I grew up in Europe. I grew up overseas in Italy and Greece. And <clears throat> when we came back to the States, um, mm -hmm. I, I thought that we were living amongst aliens, <laughs> believe it or not. If my mom was alive today, she would tell you, it's kind of a funny story. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind uh, came out uh, when we were overseas. And at the end of that movie, if anyone's seen that movie, um, at the end of the movie, you know, the, the alien, the white alien with the big blue eyes comes out of the, the spaceship at the end of the movie. And so when we came back to the States, um, you know, when I saw white people, I, I identified them with aliens. And I said to my mom, mom, we like we, we live with the aliens now. And I was like, remember the movie, the spaceship, you know, like <laughs> they're aliens. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I had a really, um, um, you know, I was very challenged with adapting to, you know, being in uh, a different, different different race of people and seeing, you know, different colors of people. And so, you know, I've traditionally dated uh, men of color in my life. I have dated white men as well. Um, I've, I think I've dated a couple of um, um, uh, Asian gentlemen in, in my past. Um, so it's never been about, you know, race for me. And um, I'm glad that you said that. What do you identify as, if you don't mind my asking? How how do you identify your culture? Because if we're talking about race, you mentioned, oh, you know, the aliens are. So then that meant to me that you didn't identify as white necessarily, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what your what's your what's your background? What's your uh, nationality? Sicilian, Italian, and Hawaiian Portuguese. Ooh, we. Oui. Yeah, with a, yes. with a little bit of swag in there, you know, a little bit of soul swag, a little sprinkles and <laughs> sparkle in little, with that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. No, I know all about your swag. We're going to get into that. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I want to talk to you, um, frankly, tonight about a situation that you shared with me. And this is what kind of impacted me 
um, in a way that made it necessary for us to have this conversation. Uh, there are going to be a number of people out there tonight who are listening to this podcast wondering why, as a Black woman, am I highlighting a white woman's story when uh, you know racism in the Black community is so prevalent? Right. And I know the answer to that, but what I really want to do tonight is I want to give people an enlightened perspective into the life of a woman who's married to a black man by choice, who comes um, from a background where you know race has never really been an issue, um, and uh, you know your community didn't throw you know stones at anyone who looked any different, right. and um, you don't seem like you were at all alienated against uh, while you were growing up. So can you tell me, give me. Uh, give me that story that we talked about on the phone so that we're clear as to why we're having this conversation because it is very in-depth and we'll we'll try to keep it simple, but I do want to get to the girth of this. Yeah, yeah. So one night I was out with my boyfriend who was black. Um, this was like late 90s, I think like 96 probably. And uh, we had just moved back uh, to Federal Way. <clears throat> we actually were up in Bellingham for a while. And so some friends of ours from Bremerton came over and, and met us on a Wednesday night. It was ladies night. And, mm. um, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, see our friends we, had, we hadn't seen for so long. And I was, you know, like to kind of give you the short version of the long story, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was brutally assaulted by a black woman that night. And um, it, it, you know, the crime was, was classified as a race crime. That's what, she, or a hate, you know, a race hate crime. That's what she was actually charged with. Um, and what she did was she, 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 she accused me of like cutting my eyes at her. She accused me of looking at her. And, um, and I, I hadn't even like noticed her in the crowd. You know, my boyfriend and I were walking through the crowd. And so she came up and approached me and accused me of, you know, cutting my eyes at her. And my, my boyfriend even said, hey, we don't have a problem here. There's no issue. Like, she wasn't looking at you. And she ended up um, smashing a wine glass across my face. Ooh. And, um, you know, I, I've had surgeries. I've had scar revision surgery. Um, she hit me so hard that she almost busted an entire tooth, root and all, out of my jawbone. I've had a titanium implant um, from, from the assault. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's a lot to take in. Okay. So you mean to tell me that she had, she had no, no real intentions of, of just having a conversation. She, she broke a glass into you. Now, None of the reaction to this was warranted. Okay, so I'm sorry that that happened to you. I don't know if anybody else has ever said, wow, that is insane. I'm sorry that this happened to you. Yes. Did you did you end up taking it to a level where you needed to, you know, um, press charges? Did you guys go to yeah. court or did you just drop it from there? Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know me, Mark Ray, right? You know me for many years. And, you know, when it comes to the law <laughs> and justice, Mm -hmm. um you know yeah I'm all about it and so she she was immediately charged with um a felony you know fel felony mm -hmm. assault um she was actually uh, they actually ended up amending the charge up to uh felony assault with a deadly weapon 
Wow. Because after she broke, you know, wine glass has a stem on it, right? And a base. So after she mm -hmm. broke the, the glass across my face, uh, when the bouncers grabbed her, she was coming at me with the, the broken stem in her hand. Oh, wow. And so they, they classified that as, uh, a, you know, a deadly weapon. And so she was prosecuted okay. criminally and convicted. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember her, her sentence, um, but it was mild. I, I vaguely remember. I think she was on house arrest. She had two young children and the father of those children was incarcerated. So, wow. you know, it, it was a pattern of hers. You know, she had a mm. record of assault mm. in the past oh. as well. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Now, folks listening, followers, listeners, Kamei is actually a paralegal. So by trade, she understands the lay of the law, okay? Uh, and at this point, you know, in this stage of the game, I think she's well equipped to figure out how to make sure that justice is served. So at that point, I don't know if you were a paralegal, but it sounds like you were not. No, I was not. So, so that's quite interesting. Now you made a point about something and I really think that we need to speak about that before we get into uh, the second caveat to this evening. That being that this woman had a sense of frustration and a, and a, a portion of anger that she more than likely was harboring. And now this is where we're gonna go a little bit deep because right you know, creative concepts basically covers business, wellness, and investment. Now, tonight, we're actually going to get into the business side of it. Right. But on the wellness tip, I have said this before in this podcast many times. Our communities are worthy of mental health, help, assessment, therapy. I do feel like from a systemic place, the black community, especially the black woman, has been disvalued enough that they are willing to take out their anger and their frustrations on anyone. And this is where the angry black woman concept comes from, mm -hmm. because truly, if they have been harboring that stress, it could be that your boyfriend was polka dot. It could be that you were striped. But right. that something that we really need to slow down and identify with first is that our community has been oppressed in a way that we are willing to take out that oppression on almost anyone who's willing to take it. And so I want to applaud you for figuring out, I mean, this is what it sounds like to me that you found an avenue that really makes sense for the explanation behind this Perhaps, right. you know, her situation at home got her frustrated. Right. Perhaps she had too much to drink already. But regardless, what is harboring in our system, and, and guys pay attention because last week we had a podcast on the chakras. What is being harbored in that is more about her than it is about you. Am I right. correct? Absolutely. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And the key to that, Mark Ray, is if 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 we can raise awareness if we can make women especially stop and and look at themselves stop and ask themselves why why do i feel that way about that person why you know why am i like 
oh, you know, why, why, why do I, why am I feeling that way? Why is, am I having this experience? What is it about me <laughs> that, you know, mm -hmm. is feeling some type of way about this person? And the, the, the depth to that is like you're explaining, you know, um, we, we all have, <clears throat> we all have that wounded child in us, right? We all have unresolved yeah. issues. We all have issues that we don't know that we don't know that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And so when, when, you know, when your spirit is being stirred, when something is stirring your spirit, especially in, in, you know, with negativity and hatred and anger and jealousy and envy, mm -hmm. th there's some work to do there. And, you know, if, if we can, if we can convince women to stop and do that, <laughs> I mean, I think we, mm. we would reduce, you know, the, the numbers tremendously just doing that. Well, I, I'm glad that you made a point of that because you, as of a year now, um, in June, you have been married to a black man. Okay. Yes. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's a bit of separation from going from someone's girlfriend to someone's wife and what that means. And uh, I know for a fact, Yamir knows about uh, black women. He, he, he had just children with a black woman. So right. he's not opposed to dating black women. Now we could get into a whole lot of layers regarding why a, a black man chooses to date outside of his race or a white woman chooses to date outside of her race. But I wanna hear uh, something specific because speaking about a grown man who makes it makes his own decisions right he knows exactly what he's doing and why he got into a relationship yeah. with he, his wife to begin with right and why he got into a relationship with you so do you well, have he, he actually he actually told me not to fall in love with him like he warned me you know he oh. told me not to fall in love with him but let's ask him let's ask him let's ask him what you want to what do you what do you what do you ask uh, what do you Mark Ray wants to be interviewed. What's up, bro? <laughs> there he goes. Okay. What's up? What's How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Love it. Love it. I keep my right. That's all right. Girl, I keep them at work. Get that get that money. Get that money. <laughs> okay, so we're having a conversation and we kind of opened up Pandora's box because we're um, addressing interracial marriage and the disdain for that concept from all sides. I mean, I'm pretty sure, Kame, you can probably attest to the fact that you've in some way, shape or form been discriminated against from other races, not just the Black race. But can you tell me, bro, what made you now, and this is where the questions really kind of start to sizzle. What made you want to marry a white woman, date a white woman. And is there anything that we need to know? And, and I'm just taking this just from your situation, from your standpoint, is there anything that the public needs to know about your decision to date outside of your race? Can you give me just a quick sound bite? Cause there's going to be people like, well, wh what drew him to a white woman? Maybe what, what was it about the sister that didn't, you know what I'm saying? Cause literally this is the, the lifestyle that I grew up in. That's, that's how my household was. Can you give me a little bit of a so for me, it had nothing to do with race. It was just the women, period. Like, I mean, there's no no other way to put it. It, it, was, it was just the women. Okay. And tell me what is just the woman? Because now I know Kame personally. Others don't know Kame. Is it about, is it, is it 
you know, because she's got a whole sense of swag. It's a totally different vibe talking to Kamei and talking to a woman who's not very cultured, a woman who hasn't been outside of her race. It's very, very different. So what is it about the woman and what makes you feel like the woman is, you know, what made you get into like, okay, well, so she's white. Was that a factor? Or was that something that mattered it, to you? It, it, it never has been a factor. The fact that she's white never has been a factor. Um, no. Well, you know, was, I wasn't like really white, really. It's not. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, know, I was something. Okay, but you know, what I'm saying like sit at, to the <laughs> average person, to the average person's eye. You yeah. know, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, from the you know first impressions, oh, that's a white woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really, it wasn't about that. You know, it was just about who she was. You know, I mean, what she represented as a woman. You know, and you know her 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 ability to converse. You know, what I mean, with me on a number of topics, you know what I mean, from from ethnic to non-ethnic, urban to non-urban, if, if that makes sense, you know what I mean, um, you know, just pretty much well-rounded, you know, there, there's, there's been more pros than cons, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying in relation to, you know what I'm saying, any, any, uh, any other right. race, you know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about just her as the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with, 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 with everyone, you know what I mean? There, there's going to be pros and cons, you know, just the ones with her, you know what I'm saying, were, were suitable for me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I was, willing, I was willing to take the cons with the pros, you feel me? So. That's important right there. That you, So you identified that there are, you know, goods and bads in everyone, and you took her race out of it. Clearly, you know, you've decided to spend your life with someone who you enjoy as a person. And so that's kind of the segue to us having a conversation even more in depth about being able to support just a woman and being a woman. So I appreciate you stopping on by. That was cool. And okay, yeah. At least we know that not everybody's going to have the same um, ideologies about why they've decided to date out of their race. You didn't even add that as a factor. You simply wanted to be with her as a woman. So well, why don't we get into it, Kame? Okay. Thank you, baby. Bro, much love. Oh, you better get why don't we get into it, Kame? Let's talk about women supporting women because yeah. now it's a matter of the conversation between women having a commonality. And you told me the other day, hey, I've gone into a room and I'm having a conversation with a woman who happens to be white or I'm in a group of white people. And the minute that they see that my husband is black, things change. You also so told me and shared with me that you don't necessarily relate with white women. You don't necessarily, so you don't see yourself in in the same playing arena with them. And so what you are are attracted to is more of a a cultural community or a a community that identifies um, outside of Anglo-Saxon. So that right there kind of shows me, you know, what your train of thought is with it. And you spoke to me the other day about one of our uh, listeners, one of our followers who, uh, she actually is one of your followers. She gave you um, her opinion, even though she was afraid to, about why she did not necessarily want to share with you her ideas on the topic, interracial dating. 
Now, guys, I will give you this because we're getting ready to go into the next piece. Kamei and I used two very profound women to offer some campaigning and promoting and advertising for this discussion. And Kamei was inspired by Kamala Harris. Uh, she is a biracial, uh, the first female vice president, um, and she's married to a white man. I chose to stand alongside her and emulate that vibe that I get from Michelle Obama. I even tried to make sure my hair was styled like her. <laughs> Um, a fabulous you know, job, a fabulous job. <laughs> we worked it out, girl, we worked it yeah. out. The, the integration um, idea was, was what it was. Kame was wearing a drop-dead gorgeous um, royal purple uh, dress and a trench to go with. You know, we did, we did exactly what we saw in the inauguration. Now, can you tell me what the follower said to you or what the uh, uh, listener said to you about why she didn't want to share her opinion about it because you actually clearly were interested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this person is uh, someone very close to me. Um, you know, her, she will re remain anonymous, you know, for out of respect uh, for her privacy. Um, but she is very close to me. I have a very close relationship with this, um, with this follower. Um, I admire her. I respect her. I value her in my life. Um, she's, you know, next to my husband. She, she's my whole world, really, you know? Um, so I really respect her opinion. And so I'd asked her about our uh, photo shoot if she saw, you know, our, our uh, uh, campaign. And she mm -hmm. said, yeah. And I said, well, what do you think? And she said, I'd rather not give my opinion. And I said, well, and it really kind of surprised me because <laughs> I thought, hmm, well, what's your opinion? You know, I, I immediately, you know, really wanted to know what her opinion was. So I asked her to share it. And um, so she, she, she said that, um, you know, we emulated, you know, Michelle Obama and Kamala Harris <coughs> with precision. <laughs> And, um, you know, we're supporting and stand for, you know, their, their, uh, you know, their political policy, excuse me. Right. And that's what, that's what got me. Um, yeah. I was a little shocked, but I understood. And tell me what you, what you took from that. So I, what, at, at first, she got the message, right? She, she got the message. Um, she actually complimented our ability, um, you know, to replicate what we saw at the inauguration, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And so I was very proud of that. I had a very proud moment. Um, but when she said, you know, you, you're, you're, you're supporting their, pub, their, their political policy and, you know, and Obama and this and that. And so what, the tragedy in that is that when she looks at Michelle and Kamala, she sees politics. She doesn't even see that they're women. Mm. And that is the problem, Marcray. That is the issue. You know, we can talk about mm -hmm. um, interracial marriage, interracial dating. Um, you know, we can talk about slavery. We can talk about um, you know, uh, the no, uh, no stop Asian hate campaign that's going on. We can talk about all of those things, 
And what it comes down to is that we, we are, we're judging people based on our own issues and our own, you know, I'll just say issues based on our own Mm -hmm. issues has nothing to do with this other person. And we don't even see them as women Mm. there. We are women first. We are women first before our political beliefs, before who we marry, before our lifestyle, before what we, how we choose to live our lifestyle. We are women first period. Right. And so when, when we, as women, you know, we, we have been suppressed long enough, not very long ago, we were never allowed to vote. Women were never allowed to own property. Right. Um, you know, we're still fighting for abortion rights. I mean, right. women have been suppressed enough. And so when we, when, when our mindset and our mentality focuses on how we are separating us as women and what categories we're putting women in, our numbers diminish. So mm-hmm. our powers diminished. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for us to come together and, you know, respect each other as women, how powerful would that be? Amazing. Amazing. To to have not been taught that it is okay to be catty, to not have been taught that um, gossip and rumors is just what women do, and to not be taught that we are emotional based on the fact that we're simply women and that's what our gender does, would have probably set me up in a way that I wouldn't have made enemies as easy. I wouldn't have had an opportunity to have to have these conversations and open up these these deep rooted wounds because really what it comes down to is if this woman who saw you at the nightclub would have said, girl, don't even worry about it. I like your shoes or girl, don't even worry about it. Oh, okay, this your man, okay. We, we would have been at a place of established from day one as children but we have, for whatever reason, because of our emotional and uh, um, our, our emotional makeup, we have been prodded into becoming enemies, being um, competitive in nature, uh, being cat-like, if you will, you know, uh, going into the workplace and um, not befriending each other simply because we find ourselves as competition. Right. And I wish that this type of conversation was had more because we're talking about two things. And I want to be very clear about this. We are not talking about politics. We are not talking about, uh, you know, black and white issue. We are talking about a type of hate, a type of discrimination that has been going silent for many years that needs to be addressed and brought to the forefront. Okay. Not only in the female community, but also in the interracial dating community where I know for a fact there are people in all cultures who do not understand being in an interracial relationship and what that means to you and why you would even do that. Now, coming from the community that you came from, it sounds like growing up, you didn't have a reason to establish separatism. You didn't have a reason to um, you know, look at anyone as completely different sides of the fact that you, you know, had a, a, a way to compare uh, white people to a movie, you still <laughs> didn't find, right? You still yes. didn't find hate in your heart or disdain in your heart for those people. So 
you know, you never know who you're walking behind. You never know who you're talking to, right? Not all black women are going to have a problem with you being, you know, married to a black man simply because they're confident and chances are they might not want him or the opposite. <laughs> they might not be looking at you like in a, you know, the, the, the men out there might not be like, Ooh, you know, well, what did she choose him for? What's her problem? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have walked into a crowd of, of people with my white husband at the time and found that there was discrimination going on without him knowing without his knowledge because he had never experienced it. So I understand where you're coming from. And that's the reason for us to stand on this platform and work together. So the idea is the togetherness of all of this and how strong we can be as a union. Right. Outside of the interracial dating, we have an opportunity to work together. This is how we met, right? Right. You never looked at me. You never looked at me like, oh, oh this is gonna be, you know, this is run by a sister. Great, she's gonna judge me. <laughs> You know, I love black men. Here we go. Here yeah. goes another one. <laughs> I really didn't have time. I mean, I didn't have time at that moment to be like, oh, okay, she got a little swag. She probably dates brothers. You know, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't my MO. But then at the same time, growing up in a house where, you know, being a biracial child, someone telling you, don't wear your hair curly like that. Oh, you look like your dad. Don't do that. You know, a French man and a black woman got together, and here I am. You can't take people out of their de destiny. You can't take people out of what they are going to manifest, regardless. That is right. like default, right? You can't take people yeah. out of their actual default. So if you love a black man, that is on you, and there's nothing anyone can do about it, but you still will feel that fire. Those vibes are everything, just like the vibes that your husband spoke of coming from you. You have a certain vibe about you. You have a certain swag about you. And that's the difference. I think most of the time people would expect for you to walk into a room and the way that you speak is the way that you speak. But honey, I code switch. I know my environment. I know who to speak to and how. Right, and if right. I get into a room full of white men and had a good conversation with them, I'm sure, I'm sure they would not expect me. They wouldn't be thinking that I would be married to a white man. They would just say, well, oh, wow, she's so articulate. Right, well, but that's navigating through life, right? We have to navigate through our environments. We that's do. To, to take advantage of opportunities that are presented to us, you know, in the country that we live in, we have to navigate through, through life. And we have Absolutely. to know how to talk and most importantly, who to talk to. Say so, it here, <laughs> You know, um, know right. my, my husband, my husband talks about, you know, it was just me. It was just a woman. I, I think the short romper that I wore played a little role too. I'm sure I'm just it saying. did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All that that you got. Oh, honey. I know for a fact people probably are intimidated as you walk in the room. You know, there's a song. The lyrics are, uh, she's so thick. She walks in the room and makes everyone uncomfortable. Thank you, Drake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Shout There's out to Drake. Confidence. <laughs> Hashtag Drake. There's a sense of confidence in you. And we can get to this next piece because that is the key to, you know, our awareness. Not only the confidence, of course, knowing your inner demons and the things that you have to actually work through to get right. to a healing place. But in order to help our community, Kamei, I'm going to ask you 
for five of your top suggestions as to help the community, um, your hopes for the community in understanding that this is a actual hate crime and problem when you go against an interracial couple and it really throws things off by way of business. We're talking about business tonight because you're a businesswoman right. and you should be able, just like me, to work with anyone in business and anyone that would be interested in getting to know you outside of you know your everyday life. As a businesswoman, we should be able to band together and, and support one another. So can right. you tell me with, with both of these topics, uh, uh, interracial marriage, and a businesswoman with nothing but ample opportunity but to help the community, okay? Tell me how these two things collide and what type of, um, you know, give me your top five suggestions for the community to, to get through all of this. Sure, sure. So, you know, my, my experience being uh, assaulted um, did not change my perspective of Black women. Uh, it didn't make mm -hmm. me hate all black women. It made mm -hmm. me hate that black woman, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so if, if I would have allowed what that, that experience to change my perspective about black women, you and I would not be sitting here today having this interview. Correct. Um, you know, the, the, the day that we met when I uh, casted for the fashion show event that you were putting on, and um, I, I actually walked into the venue behind you. And I remember uh, getting out of the car and seeing you walk by and uh, you had on this short little skirt. And I thought to myself, man, she's got some great legs. <laughs> like She is, she's fine. Like I want to rock the one runway with her. I want her to start and I want to finish. We're going to start strong and finish strong. Like I want to go after her. <laughs> and, um, you know, here we are today. We, we have, we've done business together. Um, I've supported your nonprofit. Um, you support it, have supported my nonprofit. We uh, directed and produced Miss Kamei's Black Tie Fashion Gala that broke the silence around workplace bullying in Seattle. It was a fabulous event. I could right. not have done that without you. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Um, if I would have allowed that experience, or if I if I would have looked at you that day and you know, you know, allowed my own issues. To, to block me from the blessing of a relationship with you. Look at what we, look at what I would have lost. Mm. You can't put an event mm. on with just anybody. You can't put right. an event on yeah. with just anyone. <laughs> you, you can't do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, to, to give everyone five things, I'm going to start with this. If you, you know, women, sisters, my, my queens watching and listening to this interview, please hear me when I tell you this. If you see something in another woman that makes you feel um, any negativity at all, I, I don't want to define, you know, what you feel or, you know, try to diagnose you because I'm not a doctor. But if you, if you see something in a woman that um that you don't like you need to ask yourself why are you feeling that way why are you feeling that way about her are you jealous of her are you envious of her you know what's what's your wounded child saying to you <laughs> about how you're feeling that part um you know that's the first thing Con consideration have some consideration for yourself because when when your spirit is stirring 
that's going to be the second one. You're, when your spirit stirs you, you need to, you know, uh, stop and consider it and c- consider the, the revelation that your spirit is trying to get your attention with. Mm-hmm. The third thing that I would say to you is, you know, as we move forward today, you know, for the rest of our lives, if you see a woman that, that, you know, you makes you feel some type of way, go give her a compliment, you know, recognize, recognize, recognize that you're feeling some type of way about her and go approach her and tell her she's beautiful or that you like her shoes or her dress is cute. Find something. Because you can find one thing in every single woman, her hair, her brows, her lashes, her lip glosses popping, her shoes, her pedicure, a million things. Go give her a compliment. Mm -hmm. The fourth thing that I want you you all to understand is, you know, we we don't want to work for corporate America, really. We honestly really don't. We, we, you know, we are women, we, we create life, we give life, we create life, we, we are nurturers, we take care of ours. We, mm. we, we will do what we need to do to provide for our families. We, you know, I, I always have this saying, like hustlers don't sleep, we take naps because we do. We do a lot. We're professional business women, whatever it is that we do, our, our career, um, if we're an entrepreneur, you know, we, we go in there fabulously all day, every day, and we show up. So the next time you see a woman and you, you feel some type of way when you see her, you need to stop and think about potential business opportunities that you might be able to build with that woman. Who is she? Yeah, what is she you might doing? Blocking your blessing. Right. Yeah. You could potentially be blocking your blessing right there. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, going up to her, giving her a compliment, you know, giving her your business card, introducing yourself, trying to get to know her. Mm. Because when, when, and and this is the fifth thing in closing, when you can take responsibility and be accountable for your issues and your feelings, when you can hold up a mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and be honest and real with yourself, you're providing yourself the opportunity for revelation, uh, to heal deep wounded, deep rooted issues that Mm. you probably don't even know that you have. So I I believe that, you know, we as the female race, we as women, we as queens, we as royalty, (laughs) you know, life would not be without us. That is so powerful. It is so powerful. Hello. We need to come together. We need to stand together. We need to support each other unanimously, unanimously. Huge. That is huge. Um, I appreciate your perspective there. I agree, fully agree. And um, tell us a little bit more about where we can find you. How are we going to be able to stay connected with you as a community? You can find me across all social media platforms. Uh, Kamei Dunn, uh, hashtag the Mrs. Dunn, the one and only. Let me just be clear about that. Okay. No one else. All right. Um, I'm on Twitter at Lifetime Queen. You can find me on Instagram, Kamei Dunn. I'm on Facebook, Kamei Dunn. Um, and LinkedIn also. You can find my professional uh, resume on LinkedIn. Awesome. Perfect. Great. Well, 
listeners, I hope that you have been enlightened tonight. I hope that the conversation being opened up has helped you examine and think a little bit deeper about your perspective on the topic of both interracial marriage and dating and discrimination in the uh, female gender community. I really want to thank you, Kamei, for coming on here and telling us your story, giving us your testimony, and just being so vulnerable uh, for this small period of time. I know there's so much more we could dig into, but I want to thank you again for coming on in. I want to tell everyone out there that there is nothing like loving the ones that you're with. So be with who you love, love who you're with. We appreciate you and we will see you next Wednesday at 6 p.m. live on Wellness Wednesday at Creative Concepts. Good night. We're out. Bye-bye.